Hi, you're about to get smarter in just a few minutes with Curiosity Daily from Curiosity.com. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Today, you'll learn about the spooky friendship between Harry Houdini and Sir Arthur Conan Doyle and simple tricks for keeping your jack-o'-lantern fresh longer. We'll also answer a listener question about whether you can buy an island and declare it a sovereign nation. We originally ran these stories in October 2018, and they're so perfect for the Halloween season, we remastered them just for you. Plus, stick around for a brand new recap segment at the end of today's episode to hear our fresh takes on all of today's stories. Right now, let's satisfy some curiosity. You've probably heard of Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, the creator of Sherlock Holmes, and you've also probably heard of Harry Houdini, possibly the most famous escape artist of all time. But did you also know they were once very good friends before they had a spooky falling out? Today we'll get into their surprisingly paranormal story. It is October after all. I love hearing about celebrities in history who were good friends. Like Thomas Edison and Henry Ford. I didn't know they were friends and they were like best buds. Sir Arthur Conan Doyle was an author and Harry Houdini was a magician. Like that seems weird. It'd be like if J.K. Rowling was really good friends with Elon Musk. Totally. Think how weird that would be. This is exactly like that. (laughs) Well, this all centers around spiritualism. In the 1800s and early 1900s, pretty much everyone in the world was super into mediums, mystics, and magicians who said that they had an actual connection to a world beyond ours. The story kind of starts around 1892 when Harry Houdini was devastated after his father passed away. He was 18 years old at the time, and he started reaching out to spiritualists so he could talk to his dad. He was a smart guy, though, so when they proved over and over again to be ineffective at best and obvious frauds at worst, he was over it. But Houdini revisited spiritualism decades later when he was grieving his mother's death in 1913. Just after that, in 1918... Doyle got involved in spiritualism after his son, Kingsley, was killed in World War I. The difference was that Doyle found a kind of peace after working with these mediums. He was a member of the British Society for Psychical Research, psychical as in psychic research, and became one of the practice's main evangelists. He and Houdini eventually met in 1920, and they disagreed about spiritualism from the start. But for years, they exchanged letters that were written in good spirit, with only gentle disagreements here and there. Well, 1922 put an end to that in pretty much the worst way ever. Doyle's wife, Jean, was the practicing medium, and she offered to give Houdini a private seance when he and his family were on a seaside vacation in Atlantic City. It didn't go well. Houdini's mother spoke to him in the wrong language, and failed to mention the fact that the day was her birthday, among other faux pas. Houdini penned an article in December of that year saying he had never encountered any communication from beyond the grave. Doyle was livid, and their relationship never recovered. The moral of the story? Do not offer to perform a private seance where you communicate with your friend's dead mother. Not even on Halloween. Man, you'd you'd think that that would just be in the manners books. You'd think that'd be implied? We got a listener question from Stargate Pioneer who asks, Can you actually buy your own island? I'm thinking warm, tropical South Pacific area. And declare your own sovereign nation? The short answer to whether you can buy your own island and just make it a sovereign nation? Not really. 
The thing about buying an island is that you have to buy it from someone. And that someone is usually its own sovereign nation. I mean, imagine buying a few acres of land out in the country and declaring that your own nation. It's not that simple. Unless you're bringing your own military to fight off the national government that will surely want to keep its land under its control, you're probably stuck living in the country the island came from. But let's say you don't buy your island. You find some unclaimed land instead. There's a bunch in Antarctica, for starters. That would be tough, though, not only because that land is technically supposed to be left unclaimed, but also because your country wouldn't have any of its own resources. It's kind of hard to maintain an agricultural industry in a frozen wasteland. But say you did claim unclaimed land and figured out a way to make it work financially. You'd still need to be recognized by the international community. There's no application form to become a country. It's more like a great big popularity contest, with each nation deciding which other nations it recognizes as sovereign. Seriously, the number of countries in the world varies by about 100, depending on who you ask. Difficulties aside, though, there are a handful of micronations around the world that have self-declared their sovereignty, even though their surrounding nations might not recognize it. Have you heard Halloween is coming up? Listen, it's no treat when your super cool jack-o'-lantern shrivels and decays on your front stoop. Fortunately, we've got just the trick for keeping your jack-o'-lantern from spoiling too early. First, you need to buy the right pumpkin. You can tell how old the pumpkin is by the colors of its stem. The greener the stem, the more recent the harvest. Now here's a fun fact. The stem actually delivers nutrients to the pumpkin. So it's not just there for decoration. So you know how you usually cut a hole around the top of the pumpkin that cuts out the stem when you scoop out its guts? Not so good if the stem is actually giving the pumpkin nutrients. So instead, try to cut a hole in the back of the pumpkin so the stem can keep doing its thing as long as possible. Make sure the pumpkin you pick doesn't have any soft spots or open cuts either, since those will let in spoilage-happy germs. Speaking of germs, pumpkins spoil in part thanks to mold and microbes. You can fight against that by keeping your pumpkin cold, or even wrap it in plastic wrap when it's not on display. Your refrigerator will do wonders for this, but if you're lucky, it'll just be cold enough for you to put it outside so you can save some space in your fridge. If you want to get really hardcore, you can kill microorganisms that try to live in the pumpkin by soaking or spraying it with a dilution of bleach or borax and water. You can also smear the cut areas of the pumpkin with petroleum jelly like Vaseline or a generic cologne. That'll lock the moisture into the pumpkin to keep it from drying out, just like what it does for your skin. And finally, if you're putting a light inside your autumnal art, then use an electric light or glow stick if you can. Candles are great, but they can cook the gourd and make it spoil faster. That's certainly no treat. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're back in 2021. Let's do a quick recap of what we learned today. Starting with the fact that Harry Houdini and Sir Arthur Conan Doyle were very good friends before they had a tempestuous falling out. They had both used mediums to communicate with deceased loved ones. Houdini with his parents, and Doyle with his son who died in World War I. Doyle had good experiences and became an advocate for spiritualism, while Houdini did not. Still, they became fast friends, and that friendship lasted until Doyle's wife performed a disaster of a seance for Houdini involving Houdini's mother. Some friend. I love this story, and I'm always amazed by the fact that, like, 
she spoke in the wrong language. Like, wouldn't you look that up? I don't know. It just seems seems like a really obvious detail if you're going to be doing a seance and you're going to try to fool somebody into thinking that you're talking to their their mom's ghost. Make sure that she speaks your language, dude. Come on. Yeah, I feel like you have to be very confident in your spiritualism abilities to even attempt something like that. So, again, less than most of us probably don't need to learn. But, you know, we also talked about fun celebrity-ish friendships. I know we used a, a pretty dated hypothetical friendship in our original story, but some of my favorite real-world famous friendships, I mean, Martha Stewart and Snoop Dogg. Definitely. Like, that's the best. And also, fun fact— I don't know if you know this, but William Shatner will not do podcasts. Oh. My dream guest, like if I could talk to anybody in the world pretty much ever on our podcast, it would be William Shatner. But his publicist explicitly told me that he does not do podcasts except once. He's done one podcast ever, and that was as a personal favor to his friend, fellow Canadian, and professional wrestler Chris Jericho. What? Yeah, because William Shatner is in the WWE Hall of Fame in the celebrity wing because he was on a few episodes of Monday Night Raw. And apparently he's friends with pro wrestler Chris Jericho, uh, who then was able to get him on his podcast as a personal favor. That's incredible. I wonder why he doesn't do podcasts. That's so strange. He has a whole thing on Twitter. Uh, If you want to follow somebody that is totally outrageous on Twitter and kind of a troll, follow William Shatner. He actually called me out a couple times. I tweeted at him and he uh, and he roasted me twice. (laughs) And I don't know if it was kidding or not, because he's really absurd on Twitter. So there's no way to know. I have a service that automatically deletes my old tweets, so I can't even find it. I know I have screenshots somewhere, but I don't know where they are. But uh, yeah, William Shatner owned me. Amazing. Yeah. And he just went to space. So there's one other astronaut I know. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) To use the term very loosely. (laughs) Anyway, we also learned that it's unlikely that you could buy an island and declare it your own sovereign nation. You could try it with unclaimed land, like in Antarctica, but getting other countries to recognize you would be a bit of a challenge. Yeah, I feel like it's small comfort to be able to claim your own land in Antarctica. I know everyone thinks about having their own island in the tropics. And uh, nope, those are all pretty much spoken for. Yeah, womp womp. And we learned that there are a few simple tricks for keeping your jack-o'-lantern fresh longer. First, cut your hole in the back, not the top, because the stem actually keeps delivering nutrients to the pumpkin even after it's cut off. And if it's not cold outside, then wrap your pumpkin in plastic or stick it in the fridge when it's not outside to cut down on spoily germs. You can also smear the cut areas of the pumpkin with petroleum jelly, like Vaseline, to lock in moisture. And use electric lights when you can, because candles can actually cook the pumpkin and make it spoil faster. Happy Halloween! Are you a seasonal decorator? No, I I always want to be. Like, I see other people's houses that are all merrily decorated and I'm like this is the year this is the year I'm going to get decorations this is the year I'm at least going to carve a pumpkin and it doesn't doesn't happen that much maybe this time I'm in an actual house now so maybe this time I'm all over it I'm building very slowly 
But we've got a little haunted house with LED lights downstairs. Wow. We've got a bunch of little uh, little wood pumpkins and little, you know, a little witch head that like shakes and makes a weird uh, like shrieking sound. <laughs> I love it. I would deck out way more. What you have to understand is that uh, my mother is perhaps the master in the world of holiday decorating. Like you go to her house and like it is that holiday in the house. Wow. It is extraordinary. I promise you, she puts the Christmas tree at Rockefeller Center in New York City to shame, <laughs> to shame. I go home and I look at the Christmas trees and the wreaths and I'm just like, this is, this is so next level. I'll never live up to it. But uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a holiday decorator. So you've decorated your whole life, not just after you got a kid? Oh yeah, which is kind of funny because I was on an upward trajectory of accumulating holiday decorations. Like I put a little... Santa Claus is here and little you know, pumpkins here, whatever. But then after having a baby, since my house has to be childproof, right? I can't put half of them up <laughs> because he'll eat them or he'll just like rip them down and break them. So uh, it's, a, it's a weird little temporary dip. But I'm telling you, in five years, come over, it's going to be out of control. Awesome. The writer for today's first story was Ruben Westmus. Our managing editor is Ashley Hamer, who is the writer for the rest of the stories on today's episode. Our producer and audio editor is Cody Goff. Join us again tomorrow for a brand new episode of Curiosity Daily. If you don't, you're out of your gourd, because you'll learn something new in just a few minutes. And until then, stay curious. Stay curious.